Cool. Can I please pray? I love praying. Lord, we want to thank you uh, for such an awesome morning, God. We thank you for a full house, Lord. We thank you for visitors, God. And we just, first of all, God, we thank you for you, God. We thank you for being our Father. Holy Spirit, we thank you for being with us. Lord, won't you just lead us in every step of today? Amen. So I thought to start off, um, I'll just quickly share, Jen and I babysat uh, little Jesse and Levi, Robin and Hanae's sons on Thursday. It was a wild night with them. It was really fun. And, and then Levi and Jesse brought me a book. And so I read the book to them. It was really fun. And then like Levi picks up another book and he gives it to me. And then I read that book. And then the next book comes. And this one was now an Afrikaans Bible. <laughs> and so open up and um, I think it was Levi's like, Lazarus, Lazarus. You know, all of a sudden they go to Afrikaans. And um, so they're cool. So I found this it's a very short story and I start reading in Afrikaans and I check my wife, look at me like, whoa. Like she's never heard me speak like that before. And all those Mondelunga and Tal books in school paid off, you know. Um, but while I was reading, um, the, the words that Jesse shared something with me and the words that he said had nothing to do like directly with what I read in the story. It was just the message that the story brought. So I thought it would be cool to hear it from him. Do you want to come? Come on. And just to keep in mind, this is a son in the house. And that is kind of what I'm going to be touching on a little bit this morning. So So, um, I, so while we were reading the story, I just, um, there was a part that says God came to bring us from the darkness into the light. Thank you, Lord, that you are our God, and thank you that you can bring us from the darkness Amen. into the light, and thank you that you are our Savior, and, and, our, and thank you that you are our God, and thank you that you can help us to, to listen to you, and thank you that you, and thank you that we are your children. Amen. 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 Yes, thank you, Jesse. Sometimes I think, like, that's just, that's, we can go home now, you know? Yo, Jesse should preach next weekend as well. Um, but yeah, that, I thought that was so impactful. The way he said it, God just takes us from the darkness into the light. And it, what was cool is the whole week, that's what I was prepping on, um, how he's taken me from the darkness into the light. And um, yeah, let me touch on my shoes now, because it's probably going to bother a lot of you guys. You're wondering why I'm here on my pantoffles. And uh, this morning I was up early. Oh, sorry, my sister's with us. I was about to say I was, I was having coffee with my sister. Robin, she's a deacon in uh, the, the church I come from in Richards Bay, Jen and I. Um, for those of you that don't know, this beautiful blondie's taken. She's my wife. And then the other blondie is my sister. Um, but Bob's is a faithful deacon in the church I come from. And it's so cool to have you here, Bob's. And she's not taken. Watch you. Um, and I've got other family here. I've got Georgie and Mike Herbert. They are my second cousins, and uh, Georgie's boyfriend, uh, Alan, with them. Uh, we've always known them as just our cousins, actually. And so, so cool to have you guys with us. Um, I think they're visiting from City Bowl, so welcome. Uh, anyways, Pantoffel. So as I was getting ready to, we're going to walk here, I, just felt, I was like literally taking my slippers off, and I felt like God told me to keep them on. 
So I was thinking, and it was so clear, eh? Like I knew that I shouldn't put them, I was going to wear my nice freedom of movement fairies and look cool. But he said, keep your pantoffles on. And I thought, I thought of why, and he just said that that's a, it's a sign of warmth, it's a sign of health, you know, healthy feet and pantoffles, it's a sign of fluffiness um, and being comfortable. But also, where do you put your slippers on? You put your slippers on where you belong. And I just thought, yes, I'm going to wear my slippers to church because I belong here. Um, this is my house. Like, I live here, all of you guys are my family and you're my people, and so I'll wear my pantoffles to church, all right, all right, and um, they're so comfy, I mean, I could take them off and be barefoot if I wanted to, it's amazing, but I wasn't always a part of the house, Um, as you guys know, I'm I'm a son in this house, and I'm also an elder, which is very cool, I'm privileged to be on top, uh, on on top, I meant on top of the leadership team, no, in the leadership team, excuse me. And um, it's a privilege to be that, but I'm a son in the house first. And I think it's, a, it's been such a hard lesson for me to learn. Um, yeah, I wasn't always a part of the house. I was actually a part of what Ephesians 2 says here. We're going to read it for us. This can almost just be a little, a bit of a starting point for, for the message. Ephesians 2, and it says there, consequently, you are no longer foreigners and aliens, but fellow, no, is that the one? 17, Two, one, one verse 17, sorry, no, no, sorry, it's um, the one where we're separate from God. 2 verse 1, sorry. Sorry, guys. Verse 1 and 2. Okay, I'm going to read it so long. As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins, in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. Um, so like I said, I was, I was actually a part of that. I was actually separate from the house. I was separate from the Lord. Um, I proclaimed to know Jesus, but I didn't know him. I was a son in my, in my own home at home, uh, but not in the house of God. And um, I just thought I'd share a quick uh, little thing that happened to me in 2017, which maybe just gives you a picture of what that, what that is. Um, and so I went to the 412 conference in 2017, and it was my first exposure to 412, and like actually my first encounter with God. And what's quite cool is I actually went to Jono's house, just randomly, I just somehow ended up at Jono's house with his friend Jeremy, and we had coffee together, and so you bring back big memories, bro. Uh, it's good to see you. And I believe you married, and you got a little one on the way, which is cool as well. And um, it's the one. Oh, the wife has, so your wife has one coming. <laughs> and so what, what is quite crazy is I went to 412, I had an encounter with God, but straight afterwards I had tickets to Rocking the Daisies. And Gerrit Lewis is the man that brought, he, he led me to the Lord. And um, he saw me leave the 412 conference and go to Rocking the Daisies. Can you imagine discipling someone for a whole year and then they end up doing that? And 
I'm just going to summarize it quickly. On the last night, um, there's this big place called the Dome, and all the, you can say, all the animals come out to play then. Um, and that's where everybody waits for that, 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock in the morning. Um, I was on a lot of, a lot of pills, and it's pills you take and make you happy the whole night. And I ended up in the front of this huge crowd where there's lights booming. It's like a dome like this, literally like this, and there's lights booming everywhere and going crazy. And I just suddenly had a sober moment because I was very unsober, so I don't know what I was doing, but in, in a moment I was sober, and uh, my hands were like this, like in the front, right in the front. And I just had a funny thought. I was like, oh, this is what I was doing at the 412 conference. I was worshiping God. And I was like, yes, I don't know if God's here. So what am I worshiping? And I was worshiping a different house back then, and I didn't even know it. Um, I was worshiping the, the ruler of the kingdom of the air. And God gave me a decision in that moment, and I decided to put my hands down and squish the rest of the crowd and leave. And that was the last time I ever... Um, jawed like that, and I was delivered from a lot of things after doing that. But um, the reason why I'm telling you is just to give you a picture of how separate I was from God. Um, another picture I just want to share, which is me being a little bit vulnerable with you guys, hence being in slippers, I'm at home so I can be vulnerable with you guys, is growing up, um, to keep it quick, I was always on the opposite side of the house of my father. And um, it, it comes... I knew that Corin bought tissues for a reason. I never get emotional. But, I was like, but um, this is just an analogy for you guys, just to um, give another picture of being on the opposite side of the father. And um, My father uh, used to smoke, but he used to hide from us a little bit. He didn't want us to know that he was smoking. But I knew that when he was smoking on that side of the house, I could quickly roll the joint and go smoke on the other side of the house, and nobody would see me. And God showed me this so vividly during the week while I was preparing for the Sunday um, to show me how I was on the opposite side of the Father, in, in the opposite side of the house. And how, He showed me how now I'm inside the house with the Father. And I'm a son in this house. And, and I'm, I'm with the Father now. Um, and so it's just a picture to show us how we all start separate from God. But we all, now, hopefully all, um, we'll be inside of the house with him. So before I carry on, let me just get on to some notes and stuff. Um, so my question would be, how many of us uh, are on the opposite side of the house to the Father? Um, there was a word that came that said that there's like buckles or like clamps holding on people. And um, I had buckles and clamps holding on me. And I, I know that I've got gifts and, and like that word said, there's, there's clamps holding the gifts from being free. And I had those buckles and those clamps and those, those gifts were, were, were kept inside of me. Um, and I was kept on the opposite side of, from the Father. And so I wanted to ask, who here is on the opposite side of the house? Who's not next to the Father of the house? Um, that's the first question. So let's just keep that as a little starting point for now, um, that we were all separate, opposite side of the house. And then I'm going to move on. I don't want to stay on the, the sobby stuff. Okay, I want to move on. I want to move on to greener pastures. I want to move on to um, the reason why we're all here, and that's Jesus. And um, I can't speak about the house of God unless I speak about Jesus. 
you know, um, I don't know if you guys know Sean, I think it's Brother Seth from PE. He made a post the other day on Facebook that said, Jordan Peterson and the church. And Jordan Peterson, I've seen on the social network, it seems like he's a full-blown Christian. He believes, he supports everything we say. Um, but the, the, the last bit of Sean's uh, article says, he does not mention Jesus once. So disregard everything he says. And I just thought, like, if I'm going to speak anything, I need to talk about Jesus. I need to bring the one that, that brought us all together into the picture. And I want to do it a bit differently. I don't want to just talk to you guys. I want us all just to close our eyes quickly. And I'm just going to speak to him. Lord Jesus, you are the perfect son of God. Jesus, you are the perfect example of devotion. Jesus, as we sang earlier, Lord, you are our savior. You are our light. You're the gatekeeper of the Father's house. He is the foundation of our fellowship. And I just want to read 1 John 1 quickly, verse 5 to 7. This just shows how he's our light. This message, this is the message we have heard from him and declare to you, God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with him, yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live by the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. So Jesus is the light, guys. He's the light that keeps us all together. He's the reason why we are all here. And maybe some of you don't know Jesus. Um, I pray that you guys do get to know him. And I'm pretty sure later there'll even be an opportunity to meet him. Um, but just to mention that he is the foundation of everything we do here. He is the reason and he is the gate that I walked through that allowed me into the sun, uh, to be a son in the house of God. And he is the gate that I, that I chose to go through that has brought me to all of you guys today. Um, yeah. Where do we go from here? Let's pray quickly. Lord Jesus, I just feel like you are shifting um, right now, God. And I just pray, Lord, that your message will come across. That it will come across, Lord, and into our hearts, into our minds. I even pray, Lord Jesus, right now, that as we sit here and speak about you and speak about your house, Lord, that you would help hearts to respond to you, God, and not respond to people. I pray, Lord, that even in worship we will be a church and a house that responds to you and sits at your feet, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. So um, one of the things that God gave me when I got into the house of God, um, and it, it's in Ephesians 1, if you could go there so long, this is what he gave me, and this is what he gives all of us. I want you guys to listen to this. This was the, the core of the message I felt he put on my heart. Um, he says, yeah, praise be to the God, oh, it's Ephesians 3, sorry, verse 1. Praise be to the God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. That is what he's given me and what he's given you guys. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight, in love. He predestined us for adoption to sonship to Jesus Christ and through Jesus Christ in, according, in accordance with his pleasure and will. So... The reason why I'm sharing this with you guys and why would we go from a, a worship and sitting at Jesus' feet to something that might sound a bit different is 
this is what the house of God has, and this is what we do. This is what we come here to do. We sit at the Lord's feet, whether it's for five hours, whether it's for one hour. This is what we are here to do, and this is the house that I'm a part of. And I know that my house sits at his feet. As Carlitz preached last weekend, we sit at his feet and we love him. And why do we love him so much? It's because it is one of the spiritual blessings he gives us. You may wonder if it's, the word says he gives us every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms, why don't we see all of it now? And it's because he chooses to reveal it when he wants to. But just to know that if you're a follower of Jesus and a son in the house, you possess every spiritual blessing in Christ and in the heavenly realms, every single one. God doesn't hold back on you. And like I said, if you're asking why you don't see it in your life, it's because you need to seek the revelation of it, that God speaks to us through revelation, that through a revelation, these things will be made known to us. And one of the spiritual blessings I want to speak about, which I felt earlier when we were worshiping, um, is just us sitting uh, with the Father with our heads on His chest. And um, I've got fond memories of my father when I was younger, just sitting um, in the game reserve with my head on His chest. And um, that is what I get to experience today with our Heavenly Father. Like I did earlier, I, just, I was sitting there and I was just aware that He is our Father. And a spiritual blessing that He's given us is to be able to sit with Him and enjoy Him together. And that's why we're here today, guys. We're not here to hear a message. We're not here for ourselves. We are here to, as a house of God, sit at His feet and enjoy Him together. The thing is, we can't, we can't come to the Father and get onto His chest and listen to Him if we're on the opposite side of the house to Him. If we are bound by the things that Satan puts in our lives, it makes us ashamed that we have to actually hide around the corner of the house to where our Father's walking. Those things will keep you there unless you walk in the light, as that scripture mentioned earlier. Is Mike Foster here? Yes, Brew. Your mouth really goes dry when you're speaking, eh? You see that in church for one day, it's like, it's wild. I don't know why. We haven't talking too much. So we can't get to his chest. Mike Oxy actually said that once to me in 2018 when I left the Funfurens. I just heard the Lord that I must leave TMT, I must leave Malpos and go back to Richards Bay. And I was pooping myself. And <laughs> Mike just said to me, Brew, the safest place you can be is with your head on the Father's chest. And he's, he says this knowingly that I, d I don't have a, an earthly father anymore. He knows this. He knows that I don't have a father to go home to, but he knows that my, my heavenly father... The one that created me is waiting, and he will keep me safe from my old life, from the darkness I came out of, and he'll keep me in the house when I go to Rich's Bay. And that's what I did. I listened to advice from a brother, and I'm still serving the Lord today, and I'm loving him. I couldn't have gotten to his chest and close to the Father unless I was in the house. You can't get to the house unless you go through the gate and through the light of Jesus Christ. You can't get to Jesus Christ if you choose to follow the ruler of the kingdom of the air. You can't get to Jesus unless you choose to follow Jesus. And you can't get into the house unless you go through Jesus' gate. He's the gatekeeper. He's not like a big bouncer that's going to knock you out if you try to get in. He's going to welcome you into the house. The ruler of the kingdom of the air, the, Satan, the devil, our enemy, if you choose to follow him, it, it might not be like, yes, I follow the devil. No. 
following your flesh and following your sinful desires is what ultimately gives birth to death, which allows you to follow him in a deeper way, just like I did when I was worshiping in that dome. I was a, prof- uh, I was a Christian standing in that dome worshiping something I, I didn't know much about. I was a Christian. If somebody had asked me, full on, I love Jesus, but there I was in that place. And it's because I was following my, my fleshly desires. Um, in Psalm 91, verse 1. Did I give that one to you, buddy? Sorry. So what, something happened. I, I think the, the AV stuff lost it or something. Oh, there we go. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shallow of the Almighty. And um, that's what we're here for today, to rest in the Almighty. And that's my message I'm bringing you guys. I want to keep it short. I don't want to keep going and, and, and just keep talking. The message I felt God put on my heart was that we have come out of darkness. We can walk through the light, through the gates of Jesus and into this house, and we can worship Him and love Him together. And um, I know that we, we're probably going to be led on from here, but a response I want to ask from us, which is a little bit different. We're so used to responding now. I want to ask you and challenge you guys to respond at home. Like I said earlier, we only find Jesus through re- the revelations that he gives us. He reveals these things to us, the spiritual blessings. So I want to challenge you, go home and look for those things. Look for the Father and allow him to reveal every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms to us. And we'll find ourselves on his chest, enjoying him and loving him. So um, just moving forward from here, I've been speaking about moving out of the darkness into the light. Um, I've been speaking a lot about this, our relationship with God. The reason why I'm speaking about that is for this, for the horizontal, for us. And this is my favorite part about church, is the house of God. It is all about unity. Guys, it is all about us doing things in unity. In John um, 13, verse 35, About this, all men, sorry, the one before that? Okay, I can start here. By this, all men will know that you are my disciples, if you love one another. God gave the disciples one commandment, and that is to love each other. And by that love for one another, everyone will know that we are disciples of Jesus. In uh, Ephesians 3 verse 10. Although I'm less than the least of these, well, let's start at 10. His intent was that now, through the church, the manifold wisdom of God shall, should be made known to the rulers and authorities and the heavenly realms. This church is here so that the people can know that God exists. And how do we do that? How do people know that He exists? It's when we sit at His feet, on His chest, and love one another. And we don't follow our flesh. We don't follow the rule of the kingdom of the air. We follow the Father, and we listen to Him. We, we stay in this house, and we love one another in this house. So I want to encourage us. I'm not sure where we're going to go from here. Just um, to love one another, and even moving forward from now, seek those spiritual blessings from the Father, and find yourself on His chest and listening to Him. It's the safest place you guys can be. And that is something that I've learned uh, from people telling me and also living it out, that I wouldn't be here unless I had done those things. The manifold wisdom of God, manifold means like many, 
like too much. It means hues, it means different angles, it means different colors. And wisdom kind of means being like Daryl or Laurent. But manifold means many, a lot of wisdom. And that wisdom is made known only through us, guys. He chose to do that. All right. So if I can quickly summarize what I've said. I don't want to just jump around. Quick one. From darkness to light, guys. Who's a son in this house, quickly? Who's a son in the house of God? Okay. I see most of everybody's hands up. A little bit. Who's a daughter in the house? Sorry. <laughs> I don't want to forget that one. <laughs> okay, awesome. Love your father. Love the father of the house and stay close to him. Because if you don't, you're going to find yourself hiding from him around the house and find yourself staying away from him. Love him and love the people in the house. I just want to say I love you guys. Being here has been the most amazing thing. We have learned so much from being a part of this body. And um, I look forward to showing the world through our love for one another that Jesus is real. I look forward to that. I look forward to people walking through the door and seeing all of us on our knees again. And that they know that Jesus is real through that. Yeah, let's pray. Lord God, we know that you're the one that has brought us into the kingdom of the light. You're the one that has brought us into the, the house of God. You've made us sons and daughters of this beautiful house. Lord, I pray that you will help us to seek every spiritual blessing that you've given us. I pray for revelation amongst this church, God. I pray for a church that is close to your chest. I pray, Jesus, for a church that walks with you and in the light. I pray for a church that repents of their ways from the ruler of the kingdom of, the, of this earth. Lord, I pray that this church will find the sweet spot of repentance. And I pray, Lord, that we will be sons and daughters in the Father's house that power for the kingdom of God. Lord, I even want to pray for those that feel like they have got clamps on them or they have got towers on them that feel restrained. Lord, I pray that they'll find freedom in you. I pray that they'll find freedom in the confession and the light. I pray, Lord Jesus, that um, you would lead them towards the Father's chest and being close to him, Lord. I even pray now, God, moving forward, if we go into worship or if we go home, that you would help us, God, to move forward into more of you. Oh, thank you, Lord. Amen. Um, just trying to... That's so great. <laughs> just trying to uh, pick up the vein that the Lord is doing with us this morning. And I, so I'll share the second part that I felt the Lord tell me when I, when, I, when I felt Him ask me the question, how do we know if church is doing well? You know, the first part is that God is honored well among us. And then the second part is that, that, I, that I found a drop in my heart is that we, as the saints, are equipped to do the work of ministry and love the church well. And I, I just, Daryl asked me now, so how, what do you feel to land with? And I was like, I don't know how to word what I'm feeling, well, feeling yet. But he, he said that James thought it where, you know, earlier there was that word about us being blind and not seeing. And we had to ask the Lord, God, would you come and open my eyes? And I don't know about you, but I definitely, like there was a shout that came out of me this morning that was different than other shouts. 
Nah. I don't know if you guys felt it. There was like there was something that when, when I responded to the Lord with faith this morning, it's like I could feel my eyes being opened. And um and, and James shared how he stood at a place and he was he was blind, man. He was blind in his sin, he was blind in, in his flesh, and he he he, he worshipped two days before church and then two days later he's worshiping at a at a festival, you know, intoxicated, and he was blind, and the Lord had to come and open his eyes. And I feel what the Lord wants to do for us this morning, eh? as, as speaking to us as a church. He wants to open our eyes to love His church. And, and I know that we, we are here, and I'm mean, probably speaking to this part, because this mouthful sounds like it. But I'm joking. It's great to have you guys here. Like, so, but I know that us as Justin, we love the church, man. We love our house. We love being sons in the house. But, but I wonder sometimes if we lose the wonder of the church. And I've recently, I've been on leave now for, for two weeks. And I tell you, we got together on, on Friday and I said to the guys, I feel lost. I've been out of church for two weeks and I don't know. Look, I didn't forget about the Lord. I spent time with God, but I, I don't really know where I am. And I, this week I had to wrestle to find God. And, and it wasn't easy, you know. I, I, got, I got back on Tuesday night and then Wednesday. And now I'm under pressure because we, we, Sunday is close, okay. And I, I sat and spent time with God, and I was like, I was blind. It's what it felt like. I was like, I don't know what God wants to do. I can't see, can't see. And I tell you, I took two days of just asking the Lord, God, open my eyes that I can just see. And actually, only on Friday morning before our elders meeting at 5 o'clock, I'm sitting like, please, Jesus, I'm supposed to lead this thing, and I can't see. And, uh, and, and there were like trickles of like, okay, I can see, I can see. And when we were together, it's like suddenly my eyes were open, and I was like, okay, here we go. I can see again. And, um, and sometimes we can be here together, you know, and we, we love this house, and we love being part, and we love being known, and we, we include it, and we're part of comms and whatever, but, but it's, it's quick that we forget the wonder of the church and, and the nations. And I'll tell you this morning when we prayed for these guys, I, it's like I'm burning to get out of here you know, and get into the world and tell the people about the church and about God. And it's like he's doing it in me this morning. And I can feel him birthing, he's opening my eyes. I, anyway, I don't want to r- r- waffle too long now. But he wants to do that for you. He wants to do it for you this morning that you can see the wonder of the church in the nations. That it is through the church that God will be made known to all the world. It's through this. And he wants to open our eyes. And um, does it make sense? And, uh, and it feels like there's an importation that the Lord wants to do this morning that um, we often preach this. There's no spectators in church. It is through you guys. Now, I'm going to Russia, hopefully, in September, okay? And, um, and we I haven't even told you, Christine. Don't get a fright, okay? But, uh, and I, but I'm just, the more I dropped it with people in this week, uh, there's so many people that say, oh, we want to come, we want to come, we want to come. And I'm like, of course, we need a big team because it's not through me that God will show the nations. It's through the people. Né? The, the church at the Manifold Wisdom will be made known. And um, so um, I want to ask you, have you, have you become blind to the wonder of, of the Lord and His house and that we can belong, but that there's others that need to belong? And, um, and God wants to open eyes this morning in, and impart our faith to pray for that. Yeah? So we're going to pray for that soon. And a, a second way that I, I couldn't shake this is that actually, guys, I, 
I feel that God is starting to touch our money when it comes to church. Yeah. Uh, so, Yemi, uh, give me two seconds, okay? The last few months, for us as a church, there's been a lot of asking. And, and like a lot of like, yes, we needed money for the pantry, we still do. We needed money for staff members, we still do. We needed money for outreaches, we still do. Yeah. And I, there came a time where I felt like, Yes, we're asking a lot here. Like, it's just, it's becoming a burden on us. And, and while we were away, uh, it's, it's uncomfortable, man. Like, uh, uh, t- God touching our money uh, and, and it's for the house. And it's like, it's, it's getting uncomfortable. And, and, and my wife and I, we just, we, when all these things ca- came up, we like, we committed. We, we're going to give, we're going to give, we're going to give. And um, it cost us in some areas, you know, stuff we couldn't do anymore. And, and, uh, but I, I tell you, the more we invested in this thing with our money, the more my heart came alive. And, uh, and we didn't have a finance teaching this morning. Sorry, I'll move you to next week. But, but I, I want to I I tell you that it's like God is starting to touch our money with partaking. And it's, sometimes it's for pantries. Tithing is always, okay? Sometimes it's for outreaches. But the more we invested here with our bucks, I tell you, the more your heart comes alive, because like, who of you have had shares in something before? Like, I don't know, it's little, but you want to know what's happening with that thing. Yeah? And, uh, and like, I have, uh, I have 200 rand worth of Bitcoin, okay? It's not much, but I'm, I'm playing around, okay? 200 rand. And I, I, I tell you, I mean, it's not a lot, but I'm interested to see what the thing is doing, okay? And, uh, and, and so I could see, I have that app on my phone, and every now and then I would just open it up, and I want to see, oh, 205 rand. <laughs> okay, and... Uh, and um, I tell you, with church, if you can, uh, with your money, God says, we are, we are, we are heart is here. okay, we are, your money is here, your heart will be, yeah? and, and you can't serve two gods, God and money, yeah? it's like, I, I want to encourage us, if there's a call for the nations, and for people going, and for God doing stuff in His house, I want to encourage you, stretch, stretch, and watch your heart come alive to the wonder of the church, yeah? don't overcalculate. Yeah, don't go into debt, but you, you hear me. Yeah? Stretch yourself and watch your heart, watch your eyes open up to the wonder of His house. So I want to encourage you, there's plenty of opportunity. There's a lot of guys here that can't go to Fort off because it's expensive. Stretch. Come and say, I want to pay for one, I want to pay for two, I want to do it, okay? Um, if, if this guy's going on outreach just next month. Stretch. Yeah? Get invested. Like, Ask God, where can I invest that your eyes can be open? And uh, he's going to use us for the nations. Be, be a part of it. And then when you need to go, stretch and jump on the bus. Use your leave, okay, and go. And, and watch the Lord open your eyes to the wonder of his house. I'm speaking too much. I'm going to land it there. So I'm going to pray for us. Let's stand together. Is that okay? Did I land it right? Okay. Eddie, I can hear you. I can hear you. I can hear you. I can hear you. I you. I can hear you. I can hear you. I can you. you. I can hear you. I can hear you. I can hear you. 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 I'm not going to talk much. I'm just going to read a word that Inga, one of uh, 
the ladies that's with us um, in Milneton felt for you guys as a congregation. I just feel it's so in line with what's been said today. Um, so I want to pray it in faith that this is from God and that this is what He's doing. O Malkbos, God is your strength and your song. He has become your victory. Your songs of joy and victory are sung in this church. As you worship, you will enter battle for loved ones to come to know Jesus. As you praise, revival breaks out in this church and your community. As you sing, you release love and hope to those that feel unloved and lonely. Arise and lift your voice of praise. Arise and surrender yourselves to worshiping the King. As you enter the throne room of God's presence, all strongholds will fall. All chains will be broken. O Malkbos, make God your everything. <laughs> 